I am crazy excited to have you on the My Wim Life show this week. Uh, we have worked together. I have seen your work uh, and, and followed you now for several years. And I am just super excited to share you with all of my people. So if you would take a couple of minutes and share a little bit about who Greg is, that would be awesome. Yeah, you bet. I got to say, Wendy, too, that I'm I'm super excited to be here, too. I've actually been looking forward to this all week. If you know a little bit about me, I'm a, um, at the heart, I'm a very playful person, kind of uh, childlike, not childish, <laughs> if you will. And so um, with the questions that we've, we've already started with and some other things, I think I've just been looking forward to this. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, about me, um, I'm just a guy. I'm just a guy named Greg. Um, like I said, he's kind of playful. But uh, the truth of the matter is, is that um, I've been blessed to be able to um, be married for the last 20 years. And uh, we have four children, my oldest who just graduated this last year. So he's figuring out what he's doing with himself right now. <laughs> right? And so um, that's, a, that's a big blessing here. We live in a, a beautiful place in the North End. And so um, I was born and not born, but I was raised here in Boise, went to high school here in, um, uh, in Boise, Idaho. And um, it's, it's, it's been really, really good. Uh, Career-wise, though, what what I'm um, who Greg is is um, I'm actually um, I run my own company called Catalyst Transformation Institute, and I purposely chose that name because as I work with people as a trainer and a coach and an influencer, um, I wanted it to never to be about me. And so my job is to be a catalyst to help unleash the potential and the greatness inside other people because it's already there. It's just a lot of us have things that are getting in the way of all that stuff. So. Um, I have chosen to spend some time um, educating myself so I could actually do that well. <laughs> and now I'm a certified trainer um, and master practitioner of neuro-linguistic programming and hypnosis and coaching and something called time techniques. And all of those things are cool, fancy names for just great ways to be able to help people um, catalyze themselves and, and create a great life for themselves. So that's what I do through, through um, all of the uh, efforts I put in. Yeah, I know you do a ton of training, um, not only uh, training to help other people, but you spend a ton of time improving yourself. And I have always, always really admired that. I'm always interested in which trainings you're going to and, and what you're learning a little bit more about yourself. Um, do you have like a, a favorite thing that you've been that you've learned in the last couple of years that you really geek out about? That's funny you use that word because it's the one I use all the, all the time as well. <laughs> so I, I go to these trainings because it does two things for me. Number one, I'm just super interested and I geek out on this stuff. I'm going, oh my gosh, I got to learn uh, how that works. And uh, I've always been kind of the type of person who wants to understand how things work. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, um, uh, the other piece that it does for me too, is it sharpens my skills, my knowledge, my understanding so that when people come to me, um, with some sort of wanting some help or some sort, I've got a tool in the tool belt that can actually be helpful instead of having to turn somebody away. And it's not that I'm for everybody. And it's not that there aren't people who, uh, may need something from someone else. It's just that I want to make sure that I, I can be the value I can be. And so, um, as far as a favorite goes, um, gosh, you know what's funny is that my favorites come from two things. Like I, I really do love the area of, of NLP and understanding the human brain and the um, the nature of the human person, how we function, how we tick, what gets us stuck, and all that kind of stuff. Because that really comes from my own life of having ups and some serious downs that are going like, okay, so how do I get out of this, right? 
Right. And so I had to kind of go figure that out. And in doing that and learning that, I was able to help other people do the same thing. So um, so the, the whole world of, of human development, human understanding, uh, especially in the world of NLP and hypnosis and those kind of things, just tells me a lot about how we function. So that is one of the biggest things. And then the second piece is um, it's not uncommon for me to make a shift in life from a specific phrase, comment, or quote, or something like that. I'm not a big fan of living by mantras. <laughs> I yeah. just think that's kind of short-lived. But every once in a while, yeah. I come across the truth that will actually shift my perception of life and of, of a situation, and it's a, it just kind of becomes a game changer and helps me keep pointing in the right direction. So hopefully yeah. that answers what you're saying. Yeah, I find that really interesting. And what came up for me when you were talking about that is there, you know, it's not necessarily a mantra per se, but there's a quote that I think about literally the first thing when I open my eyes every single morning because it was such a powerful quote. It's by Maya Angelou, and it says, what a wonderful day. I've never seen this one before. Well, and so good. every morning I'm like, what a wonderful day. You know, and it gives you that opportunity to create whatever you want to in that day. It doesn't matter yeah. what ha happened yesterday because you've yeah. never had this opportunity before, you know. So well, that, create, that creates your day in such a way where it's just like uh, it becomes pregnant with possibility. Yes. You know, it's like what, what is going to come from today? Um, part of the same reason I lean into, you know, lots of reading and training and all those kind of things you were talking about is just like, ooh, what's, ooh, what's in here, right? How do I, how does that work? Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, pregnant with possibility. Yes. It feels so good. Good, good. Right. All right. So being an entrepreneur, I know it does not come natural to, uh, hit the, hit the desk at exactly eight o'clock and clock out at five o'clock. What does that look like for you and what habits have you put into place to make yourself stay on track? Great question. And quite honestly, I think this is the stuff of entrepreneurialism. This is the stuff that when you're in the trenches, is trying to get the most from yourself <laughs> every day, day yeah. after day, right? Um, because as an entrepreneur, we're uh, self-employed, if you will. Um, so I am the boss and the janitor and the secretary and the everything else. <laughs> and... Some days I just want to get be the janitor, but that doesn't pay the bills very well. Does that make sense? Right. I yes. do the, the low-hanging fruit. And so um, the question was, what, uh, what are the habits that I have in place? And then how do I structure my life and day? I had to come to terms. And honestly, as long as I've been doing this, this kind of hit me over the head in the last 18 months or so. Was um, um, I've never really been a really early riser. I just Every time I've done it, and I've done it, um, yeah. I just, I, it just doesn't doesn't feel right. I don't function as well as I want to and so on. And I've tried everything I can to get through that. And um, although I probably could do some more with it if I wanted to, I realized that I get to decide. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like when I put myself back in power around the trajectory of my life, I get to decide. And so quite literally, my mornings begin with my alarm going off somewhere between 6.45 and 7, probably more closer to 7. And then uh, I kind of lay there and begin my day with some, some, some prayer and some mindset kinds of stuff. And then I roll out of bed and I, and I have what I call my daily 10-4. Okay, so my daily 10-4 is if you understand the world of like CB radios and radio talk, mm -hmm. that kind of thing, 10-4 means I get your message. I hear your message, yeah. right? And um, uh, my, my father-in-law, who's, who's driven a truck for years, it's, you know, they, they use the radios all the time. Um, and I used to use them when I delivered pizzas years and years ago. But what's funny about this is that I've decided that I would design a, a daily 10-4 because I wanted to give myself messages that were going to help me get started, that were going to help me 
be able to make it through the whole of the day, right? Because matter of the fact is, is when we put our feet on the floor and we start swinging for the fences, interference shows up every time, every right? Time. It's just the nature of life. But see, it's not about whether or not you can avoid the interruptions and the interference. It's about how you handle it. And it took me a while to figure that out. And so beginning my day properly was, was the best way I could do that. And I fought it at first. But when I came <laughs> together with this, when I came together with the 10-4, the, the 10 um, is for 10 minutes minimum on an activity. And there's four activities, four quadrants of life, your physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual lives, uh, part of your life. And so what I do is I spend a minimum of 10 minutes in each of those categories, getting myself warmed up for the day. So physically, I spend about 15 to 20 minutes just kind of doing some calisthenic kinds of stuff that really kind of get my body moving and get me some energy. And then I do some thoughts about what my day is going to be like mentally, uh, do some planning. Emotionally, I make sure that I begin every day once my wife and kids get up. We do hugs and kisses because relationships are the top of the top of the chart when it comes to happiness, right, yeah. and enjoyment. And then I do some stuff spiritually as well, so some spiritual practices. And then um, that'll take me, uh, I'll probably, through all of that, probably takes me about, you know, 40 minutes or so, 40, 45 minutes. Yeah. And then, then I'll turn my eyes to getting ready, showering and eating, all that kind of stuff. And then when that's over, I've spent the first hour and a half of the day with myself doing some stuff to gear, gear me up for the day to either A, just get through the day or B, to really be on fire. And either is okay. And that's, uh, that's one of the main things that's actually launched me off and to be... Uh, on track, if you will. Yeah, I love that you said that whether it it puts you in a mindset to be on fire or to just get through the day, that that's okay. I love that because I think people have a misconception that as entrepreneurs, we are all either on some kind of a speed drug or ADD <laughs> or something that creates this this imaginary energy that we just are energizer bunnies. Um, and it's definitely not the case. I'm sure you can attest as well. Like there are days where I'm like, I'm not adulting today. I'm going to watch Netflix and eat Cheerios. And that's all there is because I can't go anymore. I need to fill my own cup. Um, and so I, I love that you are very open about, I'm not on fire every day. Yeah, there, there are days I'm just not. And sometimes it's like, like pulling teeth, but it, the, I spent years beating myself up over this. Craig, you're just not a good enough. Craig, you're just, what's wrong with you? Why can't you do what everything else does? And I began to realize over time that especially in our modern age of media and social media and all types of, you know, media and connection with people. And I'm not talking about heart to heart connection. I'm talking about like sure. just being able to be around in other people's lives. We are mostly seeing the highlight reel of people's lives. Yes. We're not seeing the behind the scenes when they're crying or when they feel like they've taken one you know, to the chin or, or when um, they're exhausted beyond measure and they have three straight days of Cheerios and Netflix. You know what I mean? Yes. What I mean? And so uh, what that made me realize is that, A, we're not seeing the true side of every, everything. We're only seeing the highlights because that's what we sell. But the flip side, we're in a modern age right now where we have more coming at us than we ever have. As a matter of fact, statistically, I found out recently in doing some studies that um, – that about 40, 40 or so years ago, in the, let's say in the 40s and 50s, 60s, um, if people were dealing with as much then as we are now, they would literally have been institutionalized in a, med in a, in a mental ward of some sort and that kind of thing. And so the level of stress and expectation on us is so heavy that we've got to allow ourselves time to be able to retreat from that to do what I call restoration and recovery, right? Yeah. Sprint and recover. It's a great method. So. Um, I get fired up about that kind of stuff because most of the, most of the time, a lot of the time, I'm very 
attentive to other entrepreneurs and people um, that I work with in personal development too, that, hey, we need to pay attention to the stuff that's coming at you, not just what you can put out and crank out, right? Um, I'm, I'm becoming less um, enchanted with the hustle and more with uh, how to handle, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Um, which, could, which could include, you know, a bit of hustling, if you will, and working, but at the same time, what are you that's doing to recharge? That's just not what it's all about. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so every day, obviously, I you know I know you have some some very specific routines that you go through. I do as well. But what are the some of the non-negotiables? Like everything else goes wrong. Mm -hmm. What are some of the things that you're like, nope, this is my priority. Period. That's great. That's great. Um, it's a couple of things. Number one is that daily ten four I told you about. If I start the day without it, uh, it's it's a wholly different day. Um, the other thing is. Um, I, I, I time block and follow a calendar schedule because it's way too easy to get um, distracted by, by many other things, right? Uh, but what's interesting is as I've learned the maturity of being able to only schedule what I call the needle movers, those things that have the greatest impact in the kind of life I want to live and the results I want to get in my business. And I calendar, calendar those first and I make sure that there's enough space in there. And then what I do is I leave what I call white space in my calendar so that not every minute is scheduled of everything. And so um, those kind of, those couple of things right there help because I'll have a couple of day, a couple of times throughout the day where I have uh, a half hour blocked out called recovery, where I can literally push for two hours on stuff when I'm, you know, creating a new class that I'm recording right now. Um, and I'll push for an hour and a half, two hours on that. And then I'll walk away for half an hour. And yeah. that half an hour can be anything from standing there and just drooling over myself and going, oh, <laughs> to I'll go for a walk or um, uh, mess around with my kids or do something out in the yard or something like that. And so um, those are some key pieces. As far as the actual activities that I'm doing for my business, um, I have time a time each week that I schedule to write and develop a, like an email um, to my list. So I'm constantly staying in contact and communicating with my list of people. And I schedule that once a week. Um, right now, I'm on a schedule of creating one lead magnet and one training program that I'll that I sell, um, or will offer through my membership site. Um, trying to create one of those once a week, if not every other week. Uh, and so, content creation is big. Yeah. And then I have I actually schedule this in, in this way. I have uh, like Wednesdays is um, content creation day. I'm in there just creating a bunch of stuff for most of the day. Okay. Um, Thursdays are marketing day where I'm spending all the day building out marketing stuff or reaching out to people or some sort of marketing. Um, and then Fridays I do a portion of, of receiving my own coaching, yeah. a couple of coaches in my life, as well as uh, a little bit more content creation. And then Mondays and Tuesdays, those are the days that I give my, I give my full undivided attention to my clients. Yeah. So I have them, I have them kind of scheduled throughout the day where I just give them all I got during those times. And so, um, that whittles down to about five critical activities, needle movers. And as long as I have those scheduled, I can fit every other thing, other things in there. Um, and, and I schedule in what I call project time, which is the everything else in my business right. and life, just project stuff where I can just sit down and knock some things out, you know, emails or catch up with this or that, or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I have, I have project time per se, uh, blocked out as well. And sometimes that is taking the dog to the vet. Like whatever project in my life that needs to be a priority at that moment is the priority. Sometimes it gets to be work and sometimes that space gets filled with personal stuff. I just have learned that that's the, that's the area that I have to be flexible in so that everything else can stay on track. I agree. 
And I found that if I don't do that, that stuff piles up. And then I just feel like I'm, um, I'm not accomplishing. I'm not like doing what I'm supposed to do and being who I'm supposed to be. Yeah, absolutely. What are your, your motivators? Your, the, the things that you go, that's why, that's why I'm doing this. Yeah. Um, for me, I finally, um, been able to tie all this into mission human beings we were made for mission like we were we were created and put here for something to be our unique contribution to humanity if you will and sure. um getting dialed in as to what specifically that is for me um uh, or an individual doing this for themselves is a, is a game changer and so when i remember that my mission is to provide game-changing moving experiences that help people to come alive find fulfillment, live with purpose and rise to greatness, then my whole day is guided by that. It's like, oh, I love being able to create experiences for people. Um, even if it's a, um, a 10 minute mini training or something like that, sure. but it can still move people if you will. And so um, I remember reconnecting with this because there have been times where, um, if you've ever experienced something like Disneyland or Universal oh, or yes. those, right, those magical experiences, <laughs> Um, I loved going as myself because I just thought it was absolutely phenomenal, amazing. But I, I couldn't imagine it being better until I actually took a friend with me. Um, she just kind of tagged along with a trip. And when we opened the gates of Disneyland and I walked her in there and she's just like, it was this moving experience for her. And I just, I love watching that in people. So whether I'm training or coaching them or providing some sort of fun or interesting event or something like that, um, it makes people shift. It makes people latch onto something in a new perception that they haven't in any way, shape or form. And so that becomes my focus. And because I love that so much, um, I'm creating, you know, every, everything I create, everything I do in a day is in some way trying to create some sort of experience, including those for my so kids. We created a, a playhouse, treehouse, fort, whatever you want to call it. And we decided to go big. We went two stories, right. And we're just getting that finished up, but, um, we went two stories and made it magical and putting some, some really cool finishes on it because it's a moving game changing experience. Like when you're a kid and you get all, your own little house to yourself, yeah it's like it's a it's it's amazing right it's you just never forget those things so that's uh that's a big part of my motivation there and being playful while we do it oh being playful is huge 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 um that totally reminds me of um one of the most playful and liberating experiences that i have ever had which was attending some of megan bryant's uh improv classes it just is one of those things. It's terrifying, at least for me, uh, in a to be in a position where I know the requirement of the class is to be silly and let yeah. go. Like that was terrifying. Um, but once I was able to go through that process and play with other people and you know watch them relax and it's it's like this group experience um and i i don't think until i had done that i really appreciated the value of making sure that play was a part of my life on a regular basis that's good you, you bring up something really interesting because um especially when i was younger playfulness was at the core of who i was and then for some reason i thought at one point in time that you're becoming a, a young man and it's time to be serious and responsible. Yeah. Uh, and that, that's beat me up for a couple of decades. And so even now I have to work at being playful at something. Otherwise I take things so seriously and like, it's like work and life and stuff just becomes like, are you kidding me? Really? Again? 
right? And so that's um, that's a, a challenge there. So I gotta I gotta include that playfulness in there. And so I think that's part of the reason why I was so excited about some of the questions and having this conversation. It's like, hey, we can we can have a great conversation. We can share things that are gonna be helpful for other people. But who said we can't have fun while doing it, right? Right. Yeah. If so there's I, no I fun, there's no seriously. point. Right. right. For sure. For sure. So as uh, some of our listeners and watchers are um, new entrepreneurs or considering entrepreneurship, what would be your one piece of advice that you would give to them as they're just yeah. getting started? Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, get really clear as to why you're doing this and um, what you intend Meaning, what's the vision? What's the vision? We use these words in business called vision and mission. But when you really look at the core of vision, it's like you've heard the phrase that says, without a vision, the people perish. You know, we know that basically two out of 10 businesses make it, yeah. <laughs> right, eventually. And part of it has to do with just being really clear as to where you're going, what you're doing, what you're after, what's your purpose for existing. That's number one. The second piece is um, this last fall, um, I spent several months doing some research just on entrepreneurship in general and what are some of the biggest challenges that people run into. Um, and it boiled down to eight things. And I'm not going to share all eight with you, with you but what I want to do is I want to share the top one. And the top one is always about client acquisition, pay, gaining paying customers yeah. or clients. And to be able to find yourself a way um, to get the skill um, and the process for being able to generate enough business uh, for yourself, all the rest of the details can come together if you're funded. That's yeah. just really what it comes down to. If you've got the, if you've got the cash flow coming in, that's paying your bills and, and a little bit more, then you can take both the time and the resources to start to systematize, to build out a, a greater structure, to all the other details of business. Um, but um, if you don't know why you're in it, you won't stay. And, right. if you're not making, and if you're not making enough money, you won't stay. Right. I absolutely 100% agree with that. I have... Uh, you know, I, I I remember those days when I was really struggling uh, in my real estate career, especially during the recession. And I was like, okay, people are angry and there is no money <laughs> right now. And I don't know if this is the place to be. Um, but, you know, I think uh, my, my desire uh, to help people continue to achieve more than they believe is possible is yeah. kind of my driving factor. Uh, and I think that that's true in my real estate career. It's true with my coaching clients. Uh, it's true with the agents that I get to, uh, to work with on a regular basis. You know, it's, it's that connection to yep. being able to be a part of something bigger than myself that drives me on a regular basis for sure. You know, what's really fascinating about this too is that um, when I when I decided to get clear about who my ideal client was, my ideal customer was, um, that's been a game changer too because there's one thing to try to generate clients, but if you're trying to generate everybody, this doesn't work as well. But when I got clear on this, I decided I was looking for heart-centered, mission-driven people um, who are you know entrepreneurs and want to make a difference in the world sort of a thing. Um, and what's interesting is as I'm working with people, you or any of my other current clients, it's like they've got a greater purpose for being in the mortgage industry, the real estate industry, or um, running a, uh, like a retail type business. I have a client that does that. There's a, there's a different level to that to that piece. And um, that's the stuff that keeps us engaged, 
keeps us going when the coffers are dry. Yeah. Right. When the storm is coming, when the stuff hits the fan. Anyway, yeah, that's uh, I think that's a critical piece. Yeah, absolutely. So, what is the best way for people to reach you? Oh, great question. Um, you know what? Um, two ways. One, you can go to my website, which is catalysttransformation.com. Um, or you can just give me a call. I mean, at this point, I'm just open to, hey, if you want to call and you want to chat and talk about what's going on and what, if, you know, what, how things are happening and where you're going, call me. So if people are interested in reaching out to me, just know that it's, it's initially just going to be a conversation with you and me. What are you after? What do you want? You need some help getting there? And we'll see if we make sense. Absolutely. Not, otherwise, I'm going to cheer you on. Go. Yeah. And, and I can tell every one of our listeners out there, if you uh, have any doubt that he is a cheerleader um, in any way, whether you are a client or not, he is the best cheerleader and the most open person I have ever really worked with on a regular basis. It doesn't matter whether I'm a current client or past client or whatever uh, the situation, if I need you, you're always open. And I appreciate that. You're welcome. Yeah. Can't All right. <laughs> My very last question. Sure. How do you give back? Oh, I love this. How do I give back? Um, you know, I, I've thought about that a lot over the years because I think giving back to me was really important. I, there have been times in my life where people have taken me under their wing, if you will, and provided me either some sort of mentoring or even financial support sometimes that I, A, didn't ask for, and B, just was so, how do I say this? Oh, so impactful for me yeah. um, that I just, I can't help but want to give back. And so um, I had to figure out, okay, so what does that need to look like, Greg? Is it money? Is it? And so there've been times now, there've been times where just like you or anybody else, there's been some extremely slow, uh, the recession time, we lost a house. We lived in a office building that was uh, owned by, a, by an old church. And um, even then we were getting some state assistance, but there were people who were living upstairs, the guy and his young son. Um, and they struggled too. And sometimes we would just buy gro buy extra groceries with what we had with assistance and just give it to them. So oftentimes it's more of the the, the meaningful, smaller things. Um, and a lot of times that turns out to be my my um, my skill set and my uh, my time. Like uh, I'll volunteer sometimes on a radio shows and come in and help do fundraisers on radio programs. You know, like um, those ones that are funded by their listeners, that yeah. kinds of things. So. Um, and then um, individuals, specific individual situ situations. So that's mostly what that looks like for me uh, right now. I yeah. love that. I love yeah. that. I think we all have seasons in our life where giving looks different. Um, and, and I'm always open to all different kinds of ideas of how people do that, because I think it's very different depending on where you are. But I always, always, always believe that no matter what position you're in, you have an opportunity to give back. I will say that uh, I agree with that a thousand percent. I think it's just, um, we gain just as much by giving as those two, those people do by receiving. Absolutely. And uh, there's something humbling about that. And I've realized that even as hard and as dark as things have gotten for me at times in life, um, we never went out with, went without the essentials. And so I feel very blessed that way. And that even though, yeah, we lost a home and we're living kind of in a, in a uh, an office complex that doesn't really have 
I mean, we had our clothes hanging out in the open and it was just, you know, it was an office. So yeah. um, even though all that happened, we still ate. We still were able to get jobs and or, you know, uh, have vehicles or whatever the, the, the basics of life were. Um, but I mean, and right. There are moments where it's critical for a person to experience some sort of relief. And that usually comes with some sort of human connection and even a minor gift. Like, hey, we want to take you and your family out to dinner. Right. Or, hey, we got a couple extra bags of groceries. Here do you, here you go at that point in time. And at other times, it's like, hey, I can do much more for people. But the bottom mm-hmm. line is, is that um, people need the relief from some of the, the fight. Right? Yeah. Um, right. And, so and I think even more on. than that, I think they just need to be seen. Sometimes it's just a conversation. Yep, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Just a, hey, I was thinking about you today. How are you? Exactly. Exactly. Yep. So Good. I appreciate every minute that you were able to give me today in our little okay. chat. Um, definitely uh, take some time and go follow Greg, see what he is doing. Uh, he's got a lot of great stuff going on, and I promise you won't be disappointed in what you find. So, uh, Thanks I so look, much. Yeah, I look forward to talking to you again soon. Absolutely. Thanks, Wendy. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to the My Wim Life Show today. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a moment of the goodness.